You are listening to the Amen Corner, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. For more information about the Amen Corner, please follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and all your other favorite social media. Welcome to Season 6, Episode 16 of the Amen Corner. He's Stephen Cook. And he's Brad Rothschild. Hey, man. What's going on? How are you? I'm doing all right. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm doing You're a little right. chafed. You're a little chafed. Well, I mean, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we were talking about this before we got before we went live on the air. Um, I think it deserves an airing on uh, I think we should talk about it. I think yeah. we should. I mean, so, it'll help you feel better. Uh, you know what? When you unburden yourself, you feel better. That's right. right. It's not good to bottle up your feelings. That's right. That's right. I would hate well, for you to for us not to talk about this and get it out in the open. Right. Let me and, just say. Let me just say something first. Okay. I don't think anybody who knows either you or I well would yeah. say that either one of us bottles up our feelings. <laughs> <laughs> We're both yeah, sharing. That's a fair. And neither one of us. Assessment. Neither one of us has been known to suffer in silence. <laughs> you, in particular, with every ailment uh, under the sun, like oh, my back kind of hurts, or I have this scratch on my upper arm, or maybe I have uh, some sort of West Nile virus going on. Yeah, I don't feel well. Yeah, I, was I can't in, sleep. I, I, I was can't in a, stay I was up. in an old friend's wedding, and the gift was like. The Hypochondriac's Guide to the Universe. Nice. Yeah. Or something like that. It was great. Nice. It was very, very that helpful. That being said, I, I do have to give you uh, kudos for when I told you, I don't know, I'm sure you remember this, years ago. Yeah. I told you that I, you know, I don't freak out about a lot of stuff. Yeah. In general. But one thing that was freaking me out a little bit was uh, excessive turbulence on flights. <laughs> right. And okay. I told you that that kind of freaked me out a little bit. And you got me a book. That some pilot had written about, like how to properly. Well, like, it, it's a book. Like, it's it, it's a book. It's by a guy named uh, what is his name? He has a column. He used to have a column on Slate, I think it was called "Ask the Pilot." Yeah, yeah. And yeah. now he has his own blog, yeah. uh, and he has a book. And his blog is very cool. He's about our age. Yeah, and it, it's a very cool blog. And if you're like a plane geek like me, I, you know, sometimes I take time to read the blog and stuff like that. And it, it he says something about like, if you're afraid to fly, you should read the book and something like that. Yeah. So I got you the book. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if that book would be updated now to include all of the physical violence that <laughs> is taking place on airplanes. And you had a good idea a couple of weeks ago yep. uh, that I think we should follow up on. Where you said we should start our own YouTube page called Fights on Flights. <laughs> Fights on Flights. That's a great idea where we can have people send us videos of altercations that have taken place on airplanes. Because we all know that there has been a dramatic increase in the number of uh, physical altercations and verbal ones on flights, especially during uh, the pandemic. And it just... You know, to have one centralized location where people can see all of these. Because that's right. We'll just, uh, we'll just be an aggregator of fights on flights. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. We could uh, sell maybe subscription-based or advertising-based. Right. We'll, we'll have to figure it out. It'd be awesome. Anyway, just just for anyway. fairness, um, 
ask the pilots guys is Patrick Smith, okay. and the book is called Cockpit Confidential. Yeah. Um, and you can get it at his his blog called Ask the Pilot. I was a um, little disappointed. I was a little disappointed because when I read Cockpit Confidential, I thought it would be all about like banging stewardesses and, oh my um, God. <laughs> and stuff, but it, it really wasn't. But did it help with the turbulence? Uh, yeah, it did. It did. Right. So so thank you. Anyway, so let's get back to what okay. I'm chafed chafed about. Yes. So a couple of weeks ago, uh, you saw something on Twitter that you forwarded to me. Forward, mm-hmm. forwarded to me from the, the forward daily forward the forward where they said they were looking first of all do you think we have any listeners who don't know what the forward is like Ooh, that it's got this what? long I history think we do. i think okay. we do i think so, we do so, so you want to give a little the bit forward of is basically it's the jewish newspaper of record in the united states it's got a long and distinguished history. It used to be published daily, hence the name. And it used to be published in English as well as in Yiddish. And the Yiddish publication stopped not that long ago. Not like, that long ago, but it wasn't daily anymore. It was right. like a monthly. Right. They don't right. have a print version anymore. They used to they used to have like a weekly in English, and then it went monthly, and then they just said, we're going to go all digital. digital. So right. it's all digital. Right. And you forwarded me a tweet that they said they were looking for new voices for their opinion, for their opinion section. Right. So you sent me this and said, you should apply for this. And I saw this and I said, sure. You know, I've written a couple things here and there. And why not? Including for the forward. Including for the forward. So I sent them uh, a brief description of who I am and the perspective that I bring and as well as some writing samples. Mm-hmm. And I heard back, and I'm not going to name names because there's no reason to, but right. there's a certain uh, editor there who got back to me. And she said, uh, why don't you pitch me an idea? And we'll go from there. That You, you know, thank you for, for applying. Right. Please pitch an idea as the next step in this. Very nice. So, so I pitched them an idea and I got an email back and she said, that sounds really interesting. We have not covered this in the opinion section. So Great. when do you think you can have this done by? And this whole conversation, this online conver- email conversation is taking place in the week between Christmas and New Year's. Okay. Okay. So December 27th around there. Okay. And I said, give me two days. And two I'll days. You wow. Something. You are... You're you're Johnny on the spot. Okay. You know, I want to make a good impression, right? I agree. Like it's the okay. first article. You want to make a good first impression. Sure, sure. So in there. Uh, right, exactly. So I, I worked on this article. Uh, I sent it to a friend of mine whose name escapes me right now just to <laughs> just to take a look and make sure that it was, you know, my I's were dotted and my T's were crossed and then it wasn't like out of bounds. And you know, I got some good feedback from my friend. And then I worked on it some more and I submitted it. Okay. I submitted it, I think, the 29th or so. The Thursday before New Year's. New Year's. Okay. And I heard nothing. Even accounting for the holiday. Right. So I figured, you know, let's give it a week. Right. So I gave it a week. And then the, not the first week, not the 3rd of January, which was you Monday, know, Monday, but I gave it a few days after right. that. And I okay. just said, hey, just checking in. Just want to see what's happening. 
No response. Crickets. <sighs> Complete crickets. So then I consulted with you. Okay. And you said, okay, that's not good, but give them a little bit more time and then send another note and say, you know, just let me know uh, what's happening. So I sent another email on Monday, which was the 10th. Mm -hmm. So now this is, you know, more than a week. Yeah. Plenty of time. Nothing. So then Thursday, I sent another email and I said, if you're not interested, just let me know so I can shop this around, some find a home for it elsewhere. Right, right. Nothing. Cricket. No I've been completely ghosted by the floor. Ghosted. Ghosted terrible. by the floor. That is terrible. I mean, I have been on the other end of this. <laughs> right. And I have I, – I, I don't think that I've ever been ghosted like that. Okay. I mean, I, and I'm not saying this has anything to do with you. I, it has listen, everything to do with this editor. I mean, and usually that last email, it says, hey, look, I'd love to publish it yeah. with your publication. But if you can't use it, please let me know so I can find right. a, a home for it. Usually you get an email back and say, hey, thanks so much. But we just decided it right. wasn't right for it's us not, right now. It's not for us. And you know what? I'm a big boy. Right. And I'm not going to cry if you right. tell me that you didn't like it or it's right. not for you or you don't want to publish it or you think my writing is shit. I mean, I'm not going to feel good. Right. But I would much rather get a no than get no right. response. <laughs> right. right. If you don't like it, just tell me. I mean, you what know? kind of practice is that? Like, you and then add on top of it, the ad that they put up on Twitter saying, Hey, we're looking for new writers. Yeah, exactly. So you're one of those people. They like soliciting for talent. Yeah. Crazy. And this is how, and, and you want to be my latex salesman. Anyway, it's, um, it's completely the forward unprofessional. Is going backwards. The forward. Whoa. I like that. The forward is going backwards. I mean, it's now, just lame, man. It's, it's unprofessional and it makes me, you know, I'm, I, I'm kind of pissed off. Right. So uh, again, I get their if, I get their newsletter, the daily one. Yeah, it just comes to my email inbox. Yeah. I don't I don't subscribe. Although I did at one point, I sent them some money because they weren't they in right, a really bad a financial situation. Yeah, yeah, it's a non for profit. They were in a bad situation. I was like, oh my I god, I am a subscriber. I do subscribe. And you're a subscriber. And um, what's her name? Was the op ed editor? Uh, Batya. Yeah, Batya. Right. And so, um, and she was. Always very, very nice and whatever. Um, and so, but like, oh, so I get the newsletter and there's some interesting stuff in there, yeah. whatever. But come on, some of it's like ridiculous. Like how Star Wars, the Jewish story behind Star Wars. Yeah. There's always, there's always, the always hidden, the, I yeah, get it, it's the, the hidden, board, but yeah. there's like a Jewish angle to absolutely everything. To everything. And you how know the what? Pope is really Jewish. I mean, <laughs> it's the secret, the hidden Jewish history of the Pope. Right? And you know what? Not everything has to be, has to have a secret Jewish history, has to have any correlation to Judaism. Like not everything, but we don't need everything. The forward the, doesn't need to cover everything from a Jewish angle. I understand the time, that there's a Jewish the time perspective. The of Jewish things. community of some tiny little European country saved the sacrament with matzah and exactly. freaking exactly. whatever. 
Yeah. I mean, clearly, if they were contemplating, you know, using me as as a writer, they're scraping the bottom of the idea. No, barrel. I, actually, <laughs> I think what you pitched and what you produced was really sophisticated. I but thought it was really, really good. I appreciate and, that. Um, and, and important. And how they could just like... I can see... Go whistling that, past it. I can see that they would say, you know what? Let's hold off for two weeks or a month on this or, or particular... Like but there was like a news it. hook. It wasn't like it was just out of the blue. Well, it's it's relevant for now until April, right? right? And right. It, without getting into what it was about, right? Because it's it going to appear someplace like, great. It wasn't like okay, we need to print this, we need to publish this this week, or else it's no longer news. Right, 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 right. That being said, but they could have responded you, and said, "Hey, we want to hold on to it exactly and wait for the news hook." That's what I'm saying. Which there surely will be another one, right? That's what I'm saying. But they're too busy publishing the secret history um, of the secret Jewish history of the Rolling Stones, right? <laughs> or. or you know, some major celebrity, Sidney Poitier died. How this relates to Judaism. He was <laughs> Sidney taught to Poitier's read. Jewish aunt or something. No, do you know what it was? Do you what? know what it was? For real. What? The Jewish waiter who taught Sidney Poitier how to read. Ah, ah come on. I swear. It's always this Jewish angle on everything. Yes. The yeah. forward has a Jewish angle on everything, except they will not have a Jewish angle uh, they will not have my perspective on the Jewish angle. That's all kinds of wrong, man. I'm really, I'm upset yeah. about this. I'm chafed. I'm you should chafed. be. I mean, I all it requires is, hey, thanks. Just say, hey, thank you. Apologies. But no thank I've been you. on a ventilator for three weeks, but now I'm getting back to you. That's legit. Right. That's legit. And you know what? I had two instances in the last week where I felt like I was being ghosted. Right. And I actually woke up in the middle of the night on like Tuesday and I yeah. was like pissed uh -huh. and I was pissed. I'm like, nobody is getting back to me. And then the other person who was ghosting me, I texted him and I'm like, I don't know what, what's going on. Uh, if you saw my email and he actually did get back to me and he said, I'm sorry, my stepfather had a heart attack oh, and I was away. Did you feel like, like a total shit? No, I didn't because like, Dude, Look, why I, the fuck are you ghosting me? Well, my no, but he, I, I didn't say I wasn't like a dick about it, but right, I was right. like, hey, just want to know what's going on because we were supposed to have taken care of this a month ago and it hasn't gotten uh, taken care of. Oh, I see. So, but like to your point, sometimes people do have legitimate reasons mm -hmm, for mm -hmm, ghosting, mm -hmm. right? So, but that in was a situation legit. like that, like, yeah, if if this woman was unable to do her work, you would think that they're given that she's an editor, it's a there would be an out of office that says. If you don't, if you can't reach me, or something. reach, you know, Shmuley yeah. Rivka or something, you know. <laughs> I don't know why Shmuley Rivka came out. I don't know. But that's, is that even a name? Shmuley is a name. But Rivka, they're Rivka. both first names. They're both Two first, first names. Two first names, male and female. I don't know where that came from. It's <laughs> like a big mass Jewish mashup. Just like, it's it's like the like two a, most Jewish things that came to me and I mashed them together. It's like a matzah sandwich. <laughs> All right, let's... Let's stop talking about this because I want to bring up something else. All right, go. That beard that you're rocking. <laughs> Isn't it awesome? Yeah, I know that nobody out there can actually see what we look like, although I'm sure you know who we are. <laughs> um, Steven hasn't shaved, and I would say from the looks of things, at least a week and a half. No, no, no. It's less than that. Oh, really? It's like a day because you're like a chia <laughs> pet. Because you're like a chia pet. 
That is true. But uh, I think the last time I actually full on shaved was it was probably Monday. Really? So that growth is from less than a week. I think so. Maybe it was last weekend. Maybe it was maybe it was Sunday. It wasn't. It it has not been longer than a week. I'm gonna take a screenshot of you, and I'm gonna use this as the image for the week's uh, episode because I want nice. people to see this. So uh, I mean, I don't know. I it's getting mixed should... reviews around here. Yeah. What do the What do your daughters think? Mia, not a fan. Yeah, I can. Understand Maddie that. thinks it looks cool. Lauren thinks it looks cool for now. You know, I don't think she's. I don't think she's. It's not a long encouraging no. me to. No. Yeah. I think you look younger have, when you don't have a beard. Well, yeah, that's what she said. She said it since it comes in basically white. Um, Which is interesting because your head, the hair on your head, is not white. Right. The beard always gets whiter before the head hair right. gets. It's totally whiter. white. It gets white. Um, I could do a whole like David Letterman thing if I really let it go. Yeah, but don't do that. No, 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 no. I like it's Dave also, you know, it's itchy. He... It's itchy. Yeah. We'll see. I'll, see. I, I'll give I'll it a few see. more days. See see how it really looks when it really comes in. It's not quite in yet. You're gonna get food stuck in that thing. <laughs> I don't know. I'm it's a get food stuck in me. Like, ah, I'm saving it for later. <laughs> I had a I had an e You had like a sandwich and Mr. K. That? And he would like walk around. He'd be like egg on his beard, and you'd be like, uh, "Hey, Mister Kenneth, there's a there's an egg on your beard." He's like, "He's a British dude." He's like, "Oh, I'm saving it for later." It's kind of nasty. Yeah. So. Uh, I yeah, I wouldn't save it for later. I would just. Uh, so save you, that thing you want to hear? You want to hear what's chafing me? Yes. That article I read in the Times this morning. I didn't see the the article that you're. Talk- I didn't see the paper. So what? The, uh, the story hey. about is now coming out. Documents coming out about how much the Trump administration interfered or tried to interfere with the census to the point where the senior professional staff at the census, who are like you know scientists, data uh, scientists, push back in a way that to people who don't you know, are not habituated or don't understand like kind of bureaucratic language. They basically said in this kind of very staid bureaucratic way, they basically said, stay the fuck out of our business. But, and, but they didn't. And of course, you know, now all these, they, they tried to interview Wilbur Ross, the former commerce secretary, because the census comes under the authority of the commerce secretary. He's like, Oh, I never saw the memo. And Oh, can I I just say that I'm so happy. Gaslighting. But, I'm so happy that I haven't thought of the name Wilbur Ross in like a year. <laughs> and now 2022 sucks because I'm thinking about him again. Did it, isn't it what didn't, didn't Trump say some time during those four years? He's like, oh, yeah, Wilbur can't stay awake in a meeting. Oh, I don't know. I felt but, like that the other day. So, so they away. were trying to undercount Und- uh, certain populations. Right. Is that so the story? what they wanted to do is they wanted to separate out non citizens so they could uh-huh. undercount. And this would, in, Certainly in like red states and red areas of states that would overrepresent right republic and that is important because the census material is what uh congressional districting is based on. Sure. And federal so, aid. So so once again, it seems that the previous administration really uh has a problem with fair counting of things. 
They always yeah. seem to have their fingers on the scale when it comes to either elections or well, census it's like, taking. It's like the Trump organization. This is the case that's going on in New York with, you know, how, well, how much is that property worth? What do you want oh. it to be worth? They're just making up numbers to well, they suit made up their numbers. agenda. Yeah. I mean, the valuations go high for um, when, when they're looking at his assets, but they're right. low when it comes to taxable income. So Precisely. they would have wildly uh, differing figures for the same pieces of property. Right. So and he would, he would massively depreciate the value yeah. of his property when it came to paying taxes. On. That's How come I can't do that? You can, but you might get no. Arrested. I can't. It, my 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 home, that's done by the county. Uh, the county says this is how much the land and house, and you're taxed based on that. You can appeal, but developers can actually just say, right. "This is how much it's worth." Well, this goes back to the point that we make over and over again here: that there are two sets of rules in this country: one for the obscenely wealthy, and one for the rest of us. Right, and it does seem to me. That in the United States today, you can pretty much get away with stuff. Oh, yeah. If well, you I, are, I mean, I mean the that's those... law. You know, I got to figure that in the list of, you know, they always do those lists of corrupt countries around right. the world and they always rank them. Right. We've got to be climbing that list. We've got to. Should I look it have, up? We have probably jumped a bunch of countries in the last 10 to 20 years. It's got to be. I mean, we have become. This is a really corrupt country. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't want to be bashing the United States too much on this podcast, because right. according to some of our critics, that's all we do. What? Who would say what? such when, a thing? What number are we? I don't know. I'm looking. Uh, hold on. This is annoying. Uh, around the world. Do they do a ranking? Oh, man. All right. This is uh, taking too long. Yeah, it's taking too long. Anyway, All right. Anyway. Uh, so the bottom line is that it was a really terrible story. It was nothing that surprised me in the least. But it just – the whole crap around this stuff and the attacks – I just, I can't, I can't deal with it anymore. It's like my, I was thinking about it when I was reading it and I was thinking, what would my father say? And my father would say, these people need to stop the horse shit already. <laughs> um, okay, wait, now I've got to, I've got the, so the least corrupt. The corruption index, is that what you're looking yeah, at? Yeah, the least corrupt is New Zealand and Denmark. Yeah, I'm looking at the same thing. Where are okay. we on this list? I don't know, I'm scrolling scrolling United down. States, we're 67. 67. We're 25. I don't know. Oh, our score is 67. We're ranked 25th. Right after Bhutan and before Chile. That's pretty messed up. That's France is above us. UAE. There's just two huge articles how Dubai is like a center for money laundering. They're above the United States. Israel is number 35. All of our, you know, all of our allies are above us. Most of our European allies Watch, are above the, the United forward, States. The forward is going to write a piece about the secret history of <laughs> the secret Jewish history of corruption in Israel. 
So I don't know. It just it bothered me. I, although the headlines today were not as bad as the other day. The other day, I almost like I, I look because we still get the paper at the end of the driveway, and it was yeah. like Supreme Court strikes down vaccine mandate. <laughs> Biden, Russia about to invade Ukraine. Yeah. Uh, you know, all this craziness about, you know, oh, there was a big article about, you know, Mo Brooks, member of Congress, being involved in January 6th. I mean, it was just one, like, really terrible story. And the hits just keep on coming. The hits just keep on coming. It was just deeply, and deeply wonder, and profoundly. Then you wonder why Biden's uh, approval numbers are down, and that's because the media is consistently beating that drum of how shitty right. uh, things are. And again, where's the accountability for all of these people who were involved in plotting the takeover on January 6th? There's well, alter- I mean, they there just... were alternate slates of electors in seven states. Right. Well, that's <laughs> that's something that's just come out. I mean, and that is yeah. illegal in every single state. So, but they just are people going but, to jail. Uh, are people going to go to jail? Elmer Stewart Rhodes was just uh, in, uh, brought in on charges of uh, seditious conspiracy and ten other dudes. Do people know who Elmer Stewart Rhodes is? I don't know. He's the leader of the Oath Keepers. Oh, the Oath Keepers, right? Yeah, Elmer. Oh, so Elmer. El- well, Elmer we have Fudd. a guest. You do indeed. We have a guest. Oh. I can't Hold on. Let gotta, me make a gotta... technical change here for our guest. Can I move this chair? No, you can. You can come. Look at him like coming here. in there trying to like take over shit. <laughs> well, first of all, so wait, we have to say who it is. No, I mean, oh. yeah. Come what's on. your name? Doesn't matter. Yeah. Who's yeah. Your, who are you? What, what's going on? We have a guest, so we have, we have to a identify. Guest. Just came in. Just came in the room. I have to say, he's a very handsome young man. Has yeah. just joined Stephen uh, in his in his lair. We're in his well, University of Pennsylvania. No, no, he's no. introducing you. Well, but Stephen called it a study, which I thought was very pretentious. But continue. <laughs> I already like him. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so joining Stephen in his study slash lair. <laughs> it's not a. It's not. First of all, I hate. Well, why man are you going to interrupt him? He's introducing. <laughs> me. I hate man cave. I'm going to let you it's, introduce yourself. I don't know yourself. if it's a lair. All right, it's something. It's, it's something. It's an office. It's an office. I mean, study the, the is fortress of solitude. No, 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 no. Because right. solitude and you don't go along together at all. <laughs> so true. Like Stephen needs some time to contemplate things alone. Okay. <laughs> so Stephen, why don't you tell us who you have next? To uh, you? This is sitting next to me. Here is uh, Mr. Pointy Ear himself. Oh Jesus! The puppy schmoo. Oh, my nephew, on. Seth Schuster. What's up, Seth? Welcome. Oh, thank you both for having me. Um, can you please yeah, can I'm you a, please do your Stephen A. Smith impression? No, I haven't done that in many years, and it's not. Uh, shall He's we say? Not seven right anymore. He's um, not seven years old. Yeah, I. I um, He's not your performing monkey. <laughs> I yeah, that I am not. I'm. So, what do you have to say for yourself? Well, I'm a little disappointed that I didn't get an intro song. I do appreciate the intro, but there was no hold like it, Panama riff it, in the it. background. <laughs> there you go. Oh, that works. That's good enough. This is hey, look, better. This, it, it, the show hasn't been put together yet. There you go. That's that's our Seth intro music. We want to thank uh, what it, what is Politico playbook? Thank like Breakmaster Slim or something. <laughs> 
for for the for their tunes. Actually, tunes our only sponsor. What is Politico only, Playbook? Think? Okay. Our only sponsor right now is Ivermectin, so we can play. <laughs> yes. Uh, so Seth's take it. Unlike Seth's, Joe Rogan, Seth's appearance has been brought to you today by Ivermectin. <laughs> Ivermectin. The, the, Seth, let me you ask know, you if, a if Spotify were to pay us a hundred million dollars, I might take ivermectin. Well, ivermectin, isn't that what they pay Joe Rogan? It was something ridiculous like that. But I would, I would ivermectin is the drug of choice <laughs> by podcast superstars and celebrities. So <laughs> if true. you want to take a <laughs> mentor right. to the next level, you might want to consider dabbling in the ivermectin. Do you think if we came out and announced that we were taking ivermectin, it would like the podcast would explode? You know, Seth, Stephen and I have talked about in the past changing up uh, the format of the show because, you know, some of our critics have, have said that we complain too much about the United States. So so, so we were considering changing I, I the just format. Wanna, Stephen just pointed at me. Well, no, you said you do, you do, the, do your imitation of the, of the Amen Corps. What? That it's <laughs> you do you did it before. You're like he's Stephen Cook, and here, go ahead. I'm Brad Rothschild, and I'm Stephen Cook, and this is what America is dealing with today. <laughs> this I, is what's wrong with America. On this no, one. you can swear. Yeah, it's like well, cable. okay. So let me. It's like cable. It's like our. First so this is what's fucked up about America this week. Exactly. Uh, but that, so we we're. I'm not going to talk about that. Though on, I did expect questions about my. Hold Job. You do expect questions? Well, I don't know if I'm going to answer I'm gonna, them. But I'm going to hit you. First of all, why don't you tell on. everybody what your job is? So, My yeah. Job. Seth, what do you do? Uh, I am a regional communications director in the Biden's White House. In the what? Uh, in the Biden White House. Oh. So you're a regional communications director in the Biden White House. And what, is that, and what does that mean? What do you do on a daily basis? I, um, I'm, I'm a press secretary. I'm a Jen Psaki for, for 30 states around the country, basically. Okay, so and you deal Hold with on. local news outlets in 30 states around the country. That's correct. Okay. Hold on, I have a couple things I want to say. First of all, that is a great first job to have. That's a great second job to have. That's a great third job. That's a great job to have, period. Congratulations. Great pe- right, you can retire now. I don't think so, but this okay. is like coming I, out of college. Do you know college, how much the government like, pays? No, yeah, I said yeah. Yeah, so. You can, Am I allowed you, to complain about re- that? No, I don't no, know. Sure. All right. You can't retire, but you could rest on your laurels for a while. <laughs> this is a great job. And, you know, your family obviously is very proud of you for this because it's a great job. The other thing I want to say true. is I kind of have, I'm, I crush a little bit on Jen Psaki. <laughs> so I, I'm glad you said it because I was going to. <laughs> so, so, I, so I've heard. I was um, going to say, Brad's got to think for Jen Psaki. All right. I mean, uh, whatever it is what it is. <laughs> Not in like a creepy way. Just in like, to say, know. Seth has no comment. Obviously, <laughs> what are you allowed to talk about in terms of your work? Well, basically nothing. Oh. <laughs> so, welcome to um, our show. Then it's a show about nothing. <laughs> this is like the Seinfeld of podcasts. I, I was, I was expecting. Uh, tell us, tell us one thing about working in the Biden administration in the White House complex that surprised you. Well, I can either answer this question or you can get five stars on your next Uber rating. Which one do you want? <laughs> All right. Steven is your Uber driver, right? Yeah, exactly. we should flash back to a couple months ago. It was, I think it was discussed on The Unmanned Corner yeah. where uh, Steven mentioned that every time he sees me. Um, I, well, first of all, I'm the good uncle because I go and I pick him up. I don't make him take the Metro. Which I appreciate. And I, pick, I drive into town and I pick him up. 
and he he pulls on the door. He opens the door to my car and he says, for Seth, as if I'm like his Uber driver, which is super obnoxious. But well, it's also, what I say to him is as soon as he sits down, I say to him, you know what I heard? And he says, what? I said, I hear the Biden presidency is over. <laughs> so you know what I say to him? What? No stars. <laughs> I'm sure it makes you sit when he says that. I'm sure you just want to punch him in the face. <laughs> I heard the Biden presidency is actually all right. Over. Let's all right, let's no ask the question you. in a different way. What's mm-hmm. the most fucked up thing you you've seen at work? Yeah, what's the most fucked up? Nothing. It's a- nothing. Like nothing has ever happened where you're like, oh my god, I can't believe that this is we're in the White House and somebody did X. I don't mean ecstasy. I mean somebody did this. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I don't see anything. Uh, really? Like, like that. It's no. not the Trump White House, dude. It's the Biden White House. I know. No, I, so know, be like the stories from the no, Trump gen- White gen- House. No, seriously, genuinely. Um, I, I mean, I'm not a high level staffer or anything like that, but I do go in, and I and I everyone basically shares the common goals that they they do want to. Build back better, and I'm, I'm no joke, yeah, no joke. I I, I'm serious. I'm serious. But always, like, there's nobody, always there's nobody on there. the talking no, 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 point. No, but, but, we do, but there's nobody do, there. People do like care. A, people, people I, bust their tail. I, I'm not even asking about that. I'm saying like nobody like hoards the Keurigs or something like that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one's like taking the sugar, like you know. No, the coffee not, mate. Not that I've seen. Someone's got like a cr- crazy collection of the coffee. <laughs> I do have, I have coffee made from the Clinton administration. Yeah, no, I can't. I can't say that. I've, I've seen no. That. All right. Uh, really? Someone, uh, the prior occupant of my desk wrote hashtag Trump on the inside of the desk drawer. Um, I don't know if that's Ooh, very mature. He, that's yeah. a burn right burn. there. Hashtag Trump. Do you hashtag. feel burned by that? You're like, oh. God, I thought about crossing it out, but then I thought I'm above that. I'm surprised right. the previous occupant of your desk knew how to spell. <laughs> <laughs> It's that, like there's two guys who are on January 6th walking down Constitution Avenue like, he's a genius. Donald J for genius Trump. You're like, holy crap. I, that actually you, happened. Let me let me ask you a question, Seth. Yeah, sure. Do you feel like you learn something new every day? Every day. And, and every day it's like um, there's something exciting that happens. You know, I'm just crossing West Exec to walk from the Eisenhower executive office building over to the West Wing or vice versa. And yesterday I walked over and the president got out of the motorcade um, or sorry, not out of the motorcade. He walked from one side to the other and it was like traffic was stopped. And I didn't know what to do because I I don't have much contact with him. He said, come on, man, cross the street. But, But everyone everyone stands to the side and he like parts like the Red Sea. But I had no idea how to conduct myself. I was with someone who was escorting me through and I was like, everyone else has stopped. Am I supposed to be walking or standing still? It, it was. It, so what did you do? I stopped. <laughs> I, sounds like the thing to I, do. I wanted to be as cautious as possible. That sounds that, like a good, a good idea. idea. Um, Have you met him? I have not met the president since since he became since president. I, correct, but you but have met, met him before. before. I met him once before. Yes. And how was your interaction with him when you met him? It's the reason why I work for him. 
Um, I'll, I'll do, I'll do a, a, a truncated version of the story. Um, as we, I'm sure we all know, I don't know if it's ever been mentioned on the podcast. Yes, of course it has. Well, so sure. my father, um, Glenn Schuster, may he rest in peace, um, was diagnosed in early or late 2016, rather, um, with glioblastoma, which was of course the same brain cancer that killed Bo Biden, um, which inspired me, um, to get in contact with Joe Biden at some point. Of course, this is during the 2016 election. So Joe Biden was not in the running. He had decided to sit out the race because of Bo's illness. So, you know, just the, the tragedy that Joe Biden had, um, the president had, had, has been through in life was, and, and how he came out on the other side of it was always an inspiration to me. So eventually he showed up to a class of mine because he was affiliated with Penn. Because he was affiliated with Penn. And, and during his vice president, you know, his retirement. Yeah. Yeah. And um, he was a guest speaker. And class ended and he left. And I was like, well, I blew it. But then I decided, you know, when am I ever going to have this opportunity again? So I chased him out the door and I got it, his attention. didn't get tackled by security. Didn't get tackled. <laughs> I don't think he had a Secret Service detail on him because he was a private citizen at that time. Yeah, but no, vice presidents must have some. He had his aides with him, uh -huh. one of whom I later learned was there and was my boss on the uh -huh. campaign. Okay. But um, yeah. Um, and so you taught, you so, stopped. So I, my professor stopped him and, and said, you know, this, this student has a question to ask you. Of course, I didn't have a question, which made every thought that I possibly could have had fly out of my head because <laughs> um, if the vice president of the United States is expecting a question, you damn well better have a question. <laughs> so um, I'm face to face with him and he shakes my hand. He goes, hey, how you doing? And I say, I don't know how I did, but I said, Mr. Vice President, I was wondering if I could write you a letter. I started writing it eight months ago, but that week my dad died of a GBM. And he just hugged me and said, I'm so, so sorry. God bless you. God love you. You know, <laughs> Joe Biden definitely says, God love you. We're making progress. I promise you we're making progress. It's amazing. Write me that letter. And amazing. I did. And I, and, and I corresponded a little bit with, with his aide um, via email. He'd given me a card with an address to send the letter to. Um, and he asked me, you know, he said the, pre the vice president was very moved. Um, did I have any requests? And of course I'm thinking, well, if he decides to run for president, <laughs> I love the job. And I, and uh, I eventually got an interview later on through other means. And I, uh, and I, you were intern like number one. And I told that story on the phone and the guy who would later be my boss got off the phone and said, we have to hire this kid. And I've, been uh, Team Joe ever since. Ryan That's amazing. You were you've been you were literally like intern number one for the Biden twenty twenty campaign. Yeah, or intern one or two. You could and not. You, and you stuck July fifteenth, twenty nineteen was my first day. And you uh, stuck with him even when it looked like he had no shot. When his uncle was calling him, and I was I was like, yeah. Joe Biden is done. He's done. Yeah. Put him out to pasture. You better jump on the on the Camelo or Pete Buttigieg. Something. I was riding Seth so hard. He was indeed. Um, which, is, which is why you have such a low Uber driver rating now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that is. That's um, a great story. That isn't really, that an unbelievable story? Yeah. That's, yeah. And that's, that's the optimism that comes with the, the Joe Biden White House. Um, I think we often focus too much on, uh, you know, 
the bad things. Well, I mean, there's a lot of bad there's things that are of, going. Joe a, Biden happens to be a good guy. He's yeah, fighting yeah. against it. I mean, no, he, gave no, no, a, no. he gave a stem winder of a speech in Atlanta this past week, which would, needed to be said. But why so, was it at nine o'clock in the morning? That was the other speech. That was yeah, the, yeah. Uh, he gave he gave the voting rights speech. Right, right. My bad. Right, and then he gave the January sixth speech at nine o'clock yeah. in the morning. Yeah, yeah. which right. I um. But no, I was saying that because, you know, there's obviously a lot to complain about, but there are other interesting topics that we can talk about that aren't, you know, so morbid all the time. Um, are you suggesting that we like move away from well, our... Well, I think the original... This is, is, are you critiquing? I'm not critiquing. Oh, okay. I just I just think sometimes it's okay to look internally and say, let's go back to our roots. We used to talk about the Yankees a lot on here. That's true. Yeah. Obviously, there's we no... We do go back to our lockout. roots. But there are some other interesting baseball things going on. Um, That's true. Let me tell you, let me explain something from my perspective. And I'll bet you Stephen would agree with me. Yes. Originally, when we started the podcast, it was before Trump was elected. And we said, you know what? We're the same age. We have similar experiences and viewpoints. And let's talk about being fathers. And let's talk about the Yankees. And let's talk about Van Halen. But we're fucking scared to death right. about what's going to happen yeah, with our country. Right. It started off with your weekly phone calls, right? So it was like, what do you more do? Than you that. It was like texting. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, it's how you catch up. And it's what what's top of mind. What right. Are you talking yeah. about? Right. No, I get it. I get it. So um, that's, I mean, it is like. It's no exaggeration for me to say that I contemplate where I would go if I have to leave this country. And that's not something that I ever thought about right. prior exactly to right. 2016. Right. And, you know, kids are involved and so on and so forth. And it's so- scary because, look, my kids are a little bit younger than you, not by much, but they're your generation. And I worry about the America that they are going to live in. I really do. Look, Seth. You were going to kindergarten on 9-11. Then there was the Iraq War. Then there's uh, Trump was elected. And don't forget oh, the financial, there's financial crisis. Trump was elected, pandemic. And now we have this very serious crisis in American politics, which is throwing the open the question of the durability of democracy in this country. It would be weird if we were talking about those other things which were foundational to the to the podcast at the expense of those things because I think at particularly at the point where we are, we're particularly frightened about what's going yeah. on. And I also I, I have to say, um, I'm sure that Stephen would agree with this, that we have a lot of friends, a lot of people our age, who because they are materially successful are less focused on the dangers facing the country. Right. It doesn't impact them on a day-to-day basis or even on a macro level, it doesn't impact them. And, and quite the contrary, a lot of them have done better economically right. over the last few years. So they don't think about these things. And I think part of what the reason that we do what we do is because one, we do think about it all the time, but also you know, we wanna make sure that we're not alone in uh, understanding, you know, we see things a certain way because we, you know, we've studied certain things and we have a certain perspective on the world. Um, and we don't have like the traditional jobs that our cohort has. Like we're not lawyers, we're not doctors, we're not. Uh, and and uh, it's not so bad. Yeah, we're, we're, not we're not investment the, bankers or it, 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 it is know, that bad. hedge fund people. 
Like we're looking at, at politics and society every day, right? That's what we do. And it's frightening. It yeah. really is. Like I've said over and over again, the four previous years during the previous guy, to be a Middle East analyst and an American citizen was to be often put in a jarring position that was both fascinating and really frightening all at the same time, because these are things you didn't actually think were kind of possible in the United States. So it's so incredibly humbling also. But so, so Seth, what are people your age who are as engaged as you are, maybe not as engaged as you are? What do, what do your friends say about what's happening? Well, I, I think I'll take the not so engaged route first, um, because I do think they're as much as we talk about young people being this generation of change and and an activist generation. I know a lot, a lot of people who I guess maybe this is this this ties back to what you're saying about you know people your age who you know they're in an okay position, so it doesn't matter. So a lot of the people I know from school, from high school, from college, don't take interest because no matter who's in office, it doesn't really matter to them, um, which is which is unfortunate. Which and, is... I, and, and, you know, I know I know people who from high school who won't get a booster shot. They got J&J nine months ago, but they won't get a booster shot. And, you know, I can sit on the phone with them for hours like I have. Um, so yeah, no, I, I think there's I think there's a cynicism um, that exists, um, but I think there are people like myself and my other people my age who do work in the administration, who um, work in a whole host of fields, who do care deeply um, about how we want our society to look as we age. That 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 kind of like I don't really care. It doesn't matter who's in the White House. That is that only adds to my anxiety. Um, and, and it's something again I shouldn't Trump. be surprised about because you know in it, for many years you know people in the, in the world of the Middle East like oh you know youth they want change but youth can be depoliticized and fascists and and subject and, to misinformation and subject to misinformation. So um, it's a big, uh, it's a big problem. Uh, it's adding, like I said, adding to our manifold complex problems in this country and how to pull back. And that's why we talk about this all the time. It is, it is it, 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 the, the anxiety that it produces, I think, in the two of us is, and this is an outlet for it where we exactly. can talk this about it and share it with other people. There've been this a lot of people, our... not to toot our own horns, but a lot of people who I've, you know, I've been in touch with who've said, you know, we listen to it. It's great because it, you guys are articulating a lot of the things that we're feeling, but we feel, sometimes we feel alone in thinking it. So. Right. This is therapy for us, right? Right. Exactly. We get to exactly. talk. And, uh, Can't talk always about be about hogby training. Which is a big deal because he blew it at your bar mitzvah. That's right. <laughs> It was actually, I think it was Justin's bar mitzvah that the real hog by training kicked yeah, in. Yeah, well, that's it when was... it kicked in because of the experience that you had with Seth's, right? No, 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 no. I almost dropped the. It was I almost dropped the Torah at my in-laws oh, many, right, many years right, before right. at um, Rosh Hashanah because you know you're you're at the end. You're almost at Sukkot Torah, right? And so it's Very totally, 
it's well, there not... was a great deal of training involved in, well, I guess for Justin's, because it was post-arm, post post-elbow. Right. So you not only had to rebuild what yeah. you completely lost, but you had to build up strength to right. go one end and then, That's you know, true. That's I, true. I, I feel serious. like Justin would make a good uh, Hagba. He hogba he, he has hogba he's, he's, he's a big, he strong kid. Yeah, yeah. he hogba at me. Yeah, because he was... Oh, yeah, I watched the video. He picked it up. And I, and I had the same reaction yeah. when I did it at Maddie's. You, you, you go to pick it up and you go, oh, shit. This is yeah. heavy, right? Yeah, it's right? heavy yeah. and it's not easy on the shoulders to, like, nope. you know, you got to bend your knees. and Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Well, you have to bend it. You have to tip yeah. it. You yeah. have to yeah. squat. Yeah, yeah it's, right. it's, a very, it's a very complex thing. It is. It's a sport, really. I bet the forward's <laughs> going to have a piece about it. <laughs> the, the secret Jewish history of the Hogma. There's no secret there. There's no secret. <laughs> Oh my god! I think I think we've gone well over our allotted time. We have, but, but we appreciate. But the, I have to say, it was completely I, worth it. Absolutely, it, and we're really. I'm really happy to hear uh, about your job and about how well you're doing. Um, even though I even, heard that the Biden presidency is over, right? No starts for you. <laughs> Yeah, I'm actually going to report you as an abusive driver. But you're going to be stuck here, dude, because I'm not going to drive you home. You have to ask Auntie Lauren to get you home now. I'll ask Maddie. Oh, that's right. She drove. I'm a licensed driver. Yeah, she can drive. Nice, but then she'll get stuck there. Questions though. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. And this was—I was trying to get us back to the original crux of the Amen Corner, which I know you don't want to talk about right now because it's—and I understand why. Uh oh. Wait a minute. Hold it. No, this Before is a you big go question. any further, are you going to bash the Yankees now? No, no, no. Oh, okay. Not at all. Not at all. Okay. But it is baseball related. Okay. All right. Go right ahead. now, there are about like 47% of all Hall of Fame ballots that have been publicized. And yeah. there are three people who cross the 75% threshold, uh-huh. two of whom um, are controversial in my mind particularly yeah. because of their steroid yeah. use, admitted or not admitted. So the top three are David Ortiz, number one, sitting, yeah. hovering somewhere above 82%. Yeah. And then just around 80% are both uh, Barry Bonds uh-huh. and Roger Clemens. Should be in the Hall of Fame. That's what okay. I think. Yep. The one thing I I read recently, though, that the numbers for Bonds and Clemens with the last few ballots has gone down. So it might be that they both end up below the 75% threshold. Ortiz, probably not. He's probably going to make it. Um, he also is implicated in the... Wow. Well, he tested... He was part of that group that tested positive, they this, say. There was a rumored 2003 yeah. test. Right. Um, that, I mean, even the commissioner of baseball, who I know people have a lot of problems with, has tried to throw cold water on because it's not a legitimate test. And, you know, he played another 13 years in the league. Look, I don't have a problem with or I don't have a problem with Ortiz. I don't. I think this is uh, a very generational thing. I, I, I think no Clemens, no Barry Bonds. But they, I were, feel they, like... they were the best before they were juicing. I, I, I... They juiced, but Sorry. there are other people know. who have juiced who are in the fan, hall yeah. of fame. It's it's getting it's complicated. It's there's no it's not black and white. We'll have to discuss on the next episode. We no, are no, but it's an important thing to talk yeah. about, and I think eventually they're all going to get in. Maybe not, you know, Manny Ramirez or A Rod, but I do think that Bonds and Clemens are going to get well, in. This eventually. is their last year on the ballot, so 
Um, yeah, but there are other, you know, there's never right. the last right. year. There are always Later. other, yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. the old timers, whatever. Um, yeah, I, you know, I was reading something the other day. There are some people who are in the Hall of Fame who have no business being in the Hall of Fame. Like Harold Baines. Right. Harold Baines should not be in the Hall of Fame. And that was a Tony La Russa uh, inside job where he just sort of uh, railroaded him in. Yeah. Or whatever you want to call it, steamrolled him in. But I think, you know, and I know, Seth, that you are a huge Red Sox fan, which um, was something that I'm sure your late grandfather was was really unhappy about. Um, But David Ortiz, and I say this as as a Yankee fan, he was a fucking killer. He was a killer. My favorite he, thing about David Ortiz is when uh, Keenan, what's his name, does it on uh, on Saturday Night Live. You know what? He was the guy that you never wanted to see up against you when the chips were, were on the line. When the game Big was on the hockey. line, you knew he was going to get that hit. You just knew it. Boo. I don't have a problem with him going to the Hall of Fame. Big I don't. Hockey. No, actually, because David Ortiz is a good guy. Anyway. I, don't, I mean, whatever. It's not the Hall of Fame of good people. It's you know. No, that's actually a, that's another question. Someone who would probably have made the Hall of Fame, but certainly is not, is Kurt Schilling. And Kurt Schilling, for a lot of comments he's made, tying back to the other portion of this show. Yeah, right? we probably have talked about Schilling. He's a douchebag. Whether he belongs in the Hall of Fame, I think, should be separate from the fact that he's a douchebag. Right. Well, uh, honestly. And, right. But honestly. They're, they're using the, the, well, well, the character mean, clause to right. keep him out, of course. I don't know. I think well, his he's numbers... Also, he's, like, he, he's also embezzled money and all kinds of nasty well, shit. Well, his like numbers that, may not bear scrutiny, actually. Right. Anyway. So, anyway. All right. We got to get out of here. Remember, we got to do a mellow... We can't just abruptly end the show, even That's though we've been way over. So, why don't we let Seth... Take us out. Take us out. <laughs> he doesn't know what to I, do. I, I was put on the spot there. I was not anticipating that. <laughs> when yeah, you asked so. the vice president a question on the spot, you couldn't get us out of the podcast. All right. Well, maybe yeah, that's we'll the way out. we get out. All right. Well, okay. Um, thank I, just you, do, I do want before before we close. I do want to say thank you for 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 having me. It was an honor. Uh, it was our pleasure. Our pleasure. Happy, it was our pleasure. I'm happy to join again to talk baseball or yeah. Talk about You're why I think Van Halen is overrated. Ooh, uh, that's it. This is your only your only appearance. Well, no. It, it, if you think Van Halen's overrated, I'm sorry. No, I was just trying to draw some play. But, um, <laughs> I love the relationship. You're that you really two not have. getting really home. Do. You're yeah, really love, not getting home. I love the relationship that you two have. <laughs> All right. Everybody, All right. Thanks, we're out of here. We'll see you next week. <laughs>